welcome to Wealth Science. I'm your host, Jesse Fuchsia, Army Ranger, real estate investor, and income enthusiast. On this show, we uncover the keys to attaining financial freedom. There are so many people listening right now who are stuck in that day-to-day, nine-to-five rat race. Luckily, it's only temporary. Each week, we bring on guests that help us discover the steps to build financial freedom, passive income, and generational wealth so we can live the life we were born to live. Money is freedom. Let's get to the show. Robusta Move was founded from our passion for two of the most simple and amazing things in life, good coffee and good music. Both of these enjoyable aspects of life play a vital role in the bringing together of people. And although we understand that everyone's music taste is different, there's no denying that when it comes to coffee, the difference between a good cup and a bad cup is undeniably blatant. That's why in the spirit of community and coming together, we at Robusta Move have made it our mission to supply our customers with superior coffee that you, your friends, and your family can enjoy. And we'll leave the playlist up to you. Visit robustamove.com and save 20% on your first order with the code VINYL. That's code VINYL, V-I-N-Y-L to save 20% on your first order at robustamove.com. Robusta Move Coffee. Try it today. Welcome back to another episode of Wealth Science. I'm your host, Jesse Fuchsia, and today's guest is Keisha Kennedy. Keisha is the founder of Kennedy Remedy Investments. Her company focuses on building strong partnerships with fellow passive investors and multifamily, which leads to generational wealth and financial freedom. Wealth Science... I bring you the queen of passive income, Keisha Kennedy. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm amazing. And I I can't, I am so excited to interview you today. And I think your story is amazing and how you ventured to where you are today, helping people attain financial freedom and generational wealth. So I I can't thank you enough for coming on again, Keisha. I think this is going to be a great interview today that's going to add so much value. You know, maybe for the people out there who, who don't know who you are, you know, if you could take a few minutes and kind of just give us some of your background. Yes, absolutely. Uh, My name is Keisha Kennedy. I actually reside in a country called Kuwait, which is an hour flight from Dubai. I am from the Richmond, Virginia area. My father was in the military, so I'm considered a military brat. And so I've lived all over the world. I was born in Germany. I've lived in California, Colorado, Kentucky, back to Virginia. And then I graduated high school in Germany. And my father's last duty station was teaching ROTC at University of Richmond and at VCU. So by default, I automatically went to VCU, uh, Go Rams Go. I graduated there with a Bachelor of Science concentration in chemistry. I initially wanted to be a pharmacist, but volunteered in a pharmacy while attending school and decided, uh, this is not for me. While I was in school, I also joined the Army National Guard for a total of eight years, and I deployed to Kuwait for one year. This was right after 9-11, the same month I wanted to join. And I deployed to Kuwait and returned back to Virginia, got my degree, and decided, hey, I want to make some tax-free money. Like I seen those military contractors 
uh, abroad when I was deployed. And so that's what I did. I, I deployed back to Kuwait as a military contractor. And during that time, that's when I first started investing in real estate. That was after the market had crashed. So 2011, I started investing in single family homes and duplexes. I had no idea what I was doing. I was self-taught, purchased the first home while um, living in Kuwait as a contractor. So I had my parents help and they they viewed the property and said, hey, Keisha, this is a good, good deal. I paid $29,500 for that piece of property and it came with the lot next door. And so I figured it out along the way. And then the next year I purchased another home and became a landlord sight unseen while living abroad. And so last year I decided to uh, invest in apartments. I I wanted to scale. I wanted more. Um, And so instead of being self-taught, I read and I was, you know, educating myself through blogs and listening to podcasts. I wanted a different experience other than being self-taught. So education is very important when you are, you know, investing. And so because of that, I had, you know, got a coach and just joined a, a mastermind and networked with so many people. And that's when I started investing as a limited partner starting out. So as of today, I'm in six different syndications as a limited partner. So Richmond, Virginia, 27 units, Scranton, Pennsylvania, uh, 19 units, student housing, Columbia, South Carolina, 24 units, Florence, Kentucky, 81 units. And in October, I had the opportunity to be a co-GP on a deal in Waco, Texas, which is 56 units. We closed on that in December. And then now we are closing on 120 units in Des Moines, Iowa. At, and I'm a co-GP on that deal as well. So I'm very excited to be a general partner and a limited partner. So that's a little bit about my journey as a real estate investor. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And it's crisscrossed the world a couple of times to where you've gotten to today in the military background. It's, it's amazing. And I think there are a lot of people out there who are like, you know, how can I build another stream of income, you know, outside of my W-2 job? And you've been able to accomplish that very successfully, which is amazing in itself. Um, and then also to your point about starting in 2011, the single family housing market obviously had crashed in 08, you know, to 010 timeframe. So there were so many amazing, I'm so jealous, like $29,000 for the uh, property yes. with the lot next door. There yes. was so much opportunity in that single family yes. space. So that's cool that you capitalized on that too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious, you know, Keisha, like looking back on that 2011 timeframe when you were just starting out, I guess. What was kind of some of those major draws for you to go the real estate route? Like, I guess, why real estate and maybe not the stock market or something else? What do you think are some of the advantages of just investing in real estate? Yeah, so I wasn't, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I was self-taught. But growing up as a child, my my parents never sat me down. However, I will say that I did, you know, see my my father and my grandmother had owned property. And so I was watching from afar growing up as a child. and I. I would travel with my father because they're from, my parents are from Tampa, Florida. And so my father inherited a house when his mother passed away. My grandmother had owned two properties in addition to the home that she was living in. And then on top of that, my great grandfather had owned property. So I did see my father, you know, communicating with the property managers and just managing the tenants, toilets and trash. And then when he retired out the military in Virginia, 
he also started buying more properties. So I did, I did see that, you know, even though they didn't tell me, Hey, you need to invest in assets. And so that's where, that's when I started investing in real estate in 2011. And the reason was I wanted something that was tangible, that was solid, that had a return. And I knew that my money would, would work for me because actually when the end of my last contract in 2013, I was laid off as a contractor. And so I was able to use that income that I invested over time from 2011 all the way to 2013 in those residential properties to live off of. So it it was just, man, I'm I'm so happy. And to this day, I still manage those properties along with being an asset manager and, and general partner in the multifamily commercial space. And I have never invested in stocks. And I am just so passionate about being a real estate investor, you know, making my money work for me while I'm sleeping. I don't have to worry about the stock market. Um, It's a hedge against inflation. And it's just so many benefits when it comes to investing in real estate that you will not see in a different investment that you plan on making. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think there's something to be said about just owning a hard asset and how special that is. And I, I personally, you know, when you look at my portfolio, it's like 95% real estate and like 2% stocks and 2% crypto and, and whatnot. So I, I call myself diversified. I'm probably not the best example of it, but um, I, I will tell like anybody out there, like, I think there's something special about owning a hard asset. Like when you look at owning something like a stock in the stock market, like that's, CEO and had a high rise, you know, thousands of miles away. It's not thinking about Jesse Fuchsia or Keisha Kennedy uh, when they're making those, you know, adjustments about their company. But, you know, through syndication and, you know, those GPs do have the interest of those LPs in mind and they do know each person, you know, personally, which makes it a completely different relationship. Uh, but I, I agree with you. So many benefits and, and owning real estate, the hard ask hard asset of it, the hedge against inflation. I think those are all amazing examples. Um, you talked about it a lot, Keisha, and I don't want to gloss over this because I get asked about this a lot all the time. It's like closing that knowledge gap and like building, you know, financial literacy around how to own real estate, operate, invest in real estate, you know, passively or actively. You know, it's a it's a you know educational journey. And I know you mentioned several things. Obviously, in the beginning, you were self-taught, but when you started scaling to commercial real estate, I mean, you talked about mentors, masterminds, books, podcasts. I mean, if you could kind of just go through that process and how you close that knowledge gap to kind of build that educational and financial literacy you have today to invest in real estate. Yes. So again, I was self-taught it, you know, when I was investing as a residential investor. And I learned so many <laughs> mistakes along the way, but it was definitely life-changing. And because of that, I realized that, hey, I need to get educated instead of just taking a jump into commercial assets, because this is a larger scale <laughs> when you're investing versus residential. So I ensured that I read, you know, I educated myself and Initially, I wanted to take down an apartment building by myself because that's that's all I knew, right? And I started reading and I said, man, what is this syndication? And so it, it became addictive. I'll be honest. I wanted more. You know, I was yearning for more and I wanted to learn more. And, and that's what I did. I was like, man, I got to listen to this podcast every day. I have to read. I need to learn the, these different terms. It's totally different than residential being a landlord. And so... I, I did that. You know, I, I listened to those podcasts and just, I read a book and I ended up joining a, a mastermind 
And that has been life-changing. Education and investing in yourself is the best thing that you can do because you're going to get, you're going to 10X your return because you're going to learn from your coach or mentor's mistakes that they've already made along the way. And you don't have to go through those same mistakes. They've already built and paved the way for you. So hiring a coach was the best thing that I've ever done. And man, I have three coaches actually, and they all have taught me so much valuable tools that I have in my toolbox. And I can go to that toolbox and open that toolbox and, you know, and use those as references when it, when I'm in doubt or don't know what to do next. And so last year I invested in myself and invested in three different coaches and just took the time to get educated by each of my coaches and also learning along the way on the job training, I would say, right? So even though they gave me those tools from those toolbox, it's different than taking action because you can have all the tools in the world until it's time to take action it's going to be a different story, right? And so that's when I took action on being a co-GP in Waco, Texas, was, was during that on-the-job training. So the real work starts once you close out on the deal, and that's what I'm going through now. So education, man, it's, it's invaluable. Um, yes, I invested in three coaches. Yes, I spent the money, but that has been the best money that I've spent. And that's going to pave the way for you know, generational wealth for my future family, leaving that legacy that, that I, that I've wanted and helping others along the way, because it's not about me. You know, I I helped myself when I was investing in residential, but in the commercial space, I'm able to help as many people as possible. You know, residential is just the eye sport, but commercial, it's the team sport. And because it's a team sport, I can help my friends. I can help my family. I can help my connections on LinkedIn, my followers, just so many people out there. You know, I am a, I am a veteran. Um, I love to support my fellow veterans and I love to support minorities as well. So those are, those are my whys and also impacting the community because a lot of people, they do not, you know, they can't afford a home or they choose not to live in a home. And we are using our value add strategy going in and adding value to the property. And it just brings me so much joy to see so many people happy when we add value because a lot of these owners never renovate or add value to their property. Yeah, I, I think you hit on so many great things there. And I think just going back to the the idea of investing in yourself is so important. And, you know, whether three coaches is the right route or or a mentorship group is the right route or whatever is the right route. But like if for people out there who want to make a serious impact, I tell everyone you have to invest in yourself. Even if it's sitting down and blocking out that time to read, you know, whatever, 25 pages a book a day or whatever, you know, listening to a new podcast every day, you know, investing in yourself is the first step in the educational journey. So I know you crushed that, which is just awesome. Yes. Yes. And then you might have, you know, I I don't want to just say get a a mentor because someone's budget might not be as as big as mine. Um, There are other free methods that you can use. You can, you know, go on YouTube. You can, you know, buy a book, read a book, uh, read blogs. There are a lot of free meetups that are that are available. So you, you might be wondering, what is a meetup? It's basically just a network of people that are meeting over Zoom and just networking. And there are a lot of free meetups that you can go on. So you don't have to hire a coach, but it's beneficial to hire a coach. But I don't want to leave someone out there that that's thinking, hey, I don't have the funds to hire a coach because it de- it's definitely an investment. It, it doesn't come cheap whatsoever. Absolutely agree. Yeah, there's so many different routes that you can go to close that knowledge gap. And 
you know, coaching might work for some people, might not work for other people, uh, you know, based on various reasons. So I agree. And, and just to your point as well about, you know, the, the why being about more than just the bottom line or, or about cash flow, I mean, impacting lives, you know, it doesn't matter who you are out there. Everyone deserves a safe, clean, secure place to live. And, and that's what we're doing out there as investors. Like you said, adding value to these properties and giving these people, you know, whoever they are, you know, a, a clean place to live because everyone deserves that. So I, I, I find that so special. And what you guys do at uh, Kennedy yes. Investments, it's so special. So that's awesome. Yes, um, absolutely. Living, living abroad and I've traveled to so many countries and it just humbles you to see, you know, we have to appreciate the little things that we have, a roof over our head, you know, clean water, electricity, a bed, shoes, just the simple things that Americans take for granted. It is mind blowing when you go to these third world countries and you see that people are walking without shoes. They're happy. They don't have AC. They don't have clean water. So just the little things will really humble you and and make you grateful for the things that we have in America. Yeah, that's, I can't agree more. When I went to the Middle East in 2020, like, and I'm not saying poverty doesn't exist in America. It absolutely does. And and we need to solve this problem. It 100% does. But, you know, just seeing what is out there in the world, it it does make you grateful for the many, you know, things that we have here in this country. So I I 100% agree with you. Um, Kind of transitioning a little bit, Keisha, my, my audience, you know, I think the word syndication maybe comes off as a little daunting to some people. People hear the words kind of a big word. It's got a bunch of syllables in it. You know, um, I get asked this all the time, like, Jesse, you know, what is the difference between like the roles of the passive investor and the active investor? You know, I think people get a little intimidated by syndication and and what it actually means. And I'm not asking you to go like way down in the the weeds right now, but just like from a macro level, you know, what is the difference between the active side and the passive side? You know, what are some of the roles of the active side and and responsibilities and then what are some of the responsibilities and expectations of the uh, passive side? Yes. Yeah, so that's definitely a good question. And I was definitely intimidated by it when I first started investing as a limited partner. So a syndication is basically investors that are pulling their resources together. So resources are, you know, being an active role, such as a general partner or being a limited partner when a limited partner is investing their capital only in the deal and they are silent partners, basically. So a limited partner will invest their capital in a deal and they will receive emails about how the property is going along the way through them through our investor portal and they will reap the benefits. That's the good thing about being a limited partner. So they have to deal with the tenants, toilets and trash. A limited partner will receive either monthly distributions or quarterly distributions, depending on how the deal is laid out. And they will also receive a K-1 form at the end of the year, which they can claim on their taxes. So imagine investing in a deal and not having to deal with anything, but just opening your email and reading those updates about the property, but you're still receiving those quarterly distributions. You're still receiving your um, initial capital back or 90%, it depends on how the deal is laid out. And then you're also receiving the profit from investing your capital. So man, that's just a home run if you are a limited partner and not being an active role. Now, the other role is a general partner. So the general partner will do everything that the limited partner is not doing. So finding the deal, underwriting the deal, due diligence, boots on the ground, you know, piecing it all together and bringing this 
big investment opportunity to you. So you can decide if this is a good investment for you to invest in or not. Now, general partners, they will take some uh, of the equity split, of course, because they are being an active role. It does take hard work, you know, asset managing the property. So that might be one role for a general partner. Another role is capital raising as well. And throughout the duration of this deal, they are asset managing the property manager. So we are meeting with the property manager on a weekly, bi-weekly or monthly basis. So we can ensure that we are receiving the best returns for our investors. So in a syndication, you will have a preferred return and a preferred return is the return that is giving back to the investors for every year. So example, let's just say the preferred return is 6%. And once you once we reach 6%, there will be an equity split. And our equity split is usually 70-30. So the bigger number, fortunately, goes to the uh, investor. And the smaller number goes to the general partner. So basically, that's how a syndication works. There's other ways that you can split the pie. But this is a common role in splitting the pie in a syndication. So... If you are listening and you are thinking about investing in real estate, this is the way to go. If you are very active or you already a business owner or an accredited investor and you're wondering, what can I do with my capital that I have? And if this is a safe way to um, invest, this is definitely a safe way as a vehicle to invest in commercial assets through syndication. Just think about it. You're a silent partner and you're reaping all these benefits. Yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer to me. No tenants, no trash, no headaches, above average returns that beat the stock market in most cases. It's it's yes. me, it's it's an absolute no brainer. Um, but I but yeah. love it. <laughs> I love it, Jesse. Um, when I received my first distribution back in November last year, I was so excited. And I, to be honest, I forgot. I forgot that I was supposed to, you know, receive a distribution. So now I'm in six different syndications, and it's just man to wake up and to see those email alerts from the general partners saying, "Hey, you have a distribution." check your bank account. Heck yeah, I'm going to check it. So, and I don't have to do anything. Love it. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's what is mailbox money. It just comes in every month or every quarter, depending <laughs> on the deal. Yeah, to me, it, it's it's a great opportunity for so many people out there. And like, we're living in this world right now, you should have inflation where, you know, your money, if it's just sitting there in a typical savings account, it's just getting devalued every single day. And I don't think enough people understand that and what a great hedge against inflation that real estate is to put your money to work and to beat inflation. So I think that's an incredible um, opportunity as well. You you mentioned it a little bit, Keisha, and I get asked this a lot too. You know, when it comes to updating passive investors on like a monthly basis, I guess, how does investor relations work there at at Kennedy Remedy Investments? I mean, is it, it, you know, what are you discussing in those emails? What are some updates that passive investors can expect on a monthly or quarterly basis? Yeah. So we want to make sure that we involve our investors so they can feel as though they are a part of the deal, because we have to remember the deal wouldn't work unless we had you know investors investing on the deal. So we want to communicate and communication is key when you have a business, especially in a syndication. We want to inform them, inform them of the good and the bad and the ugly. Right. You want to be upfront and be transparent as possible. I am already a transparent and upfront person uh, in general. And I am the same way when it comes to business because people will like 
will like you and they will love you and they will continue to invest in you if you are very upfront with them. So what do we include in our investor updates, our you know, vacancies, uh, occupancy, of course, um, net operating income, just all the financials, because we want them to be informed. Um, just anything that pertains to the property, it's going to be in that email. Um, every month or, or bi-monthly, we definitely inform our investors, especially yeah. when it comes to our value add. We like to, you know, show pictures as well and let them know, you know, you have a quarterly distribution coming up and just anything pertaining to the property, they will know through that investor update because we don't want them to reach out and say, hey, what was the uh, net operating income? When are we going to expect to get a distribution? So if you are upfront with your investor and tell them everything that they need to know through the investor portal, through our email notification, then you won't have to worry about people emailing you and asking questions and things like that. And we have also offered an opportunity to do webinars as well as an update to, so it can be interactive other than just receiving an email. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think the transparent communication is, is key. And it goes back to, you know, who should people be investing with? People that they know, like, and trust and have that transparency aspect because, you know, every investment has risk. Real estate is, is no different to that. And, and, you know, having that transparency of discussing, you know, the amazing things, the good things, and maybe the not so great things, it's, it's important. You know, investors should absolutely know what's happening at the property on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. So that's, yes. that's I completely agree with all that. And I, I know you're giving these probably very unique updates. And I, I love sending out like personalized videos, even sometimes, you know, what can people do to stand out uh, within investor relations that can get really creative. So I think that's absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of last question here about real estate before we get ready to wrap up and transition here to the end. Um, you know, looking back at your real estate career, starting with single family in 2011 and then transitioning to commercial real estate here at the end, you know, for people out there that are looking to invest in real estate, uh, Keisha, what are some of the advantages in your opinion of, of looking at larger assets as opposed to smaller assets? You know, I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah. So if I had to do it all over again, Jesse, I would go straight to the larger assets. And the reason being is because of cash flow. If you have a single family home and your tenant decides to move or, or anything, or you, you can't rent it out for a month, two, three months, which I don't think that's going to you know, happen because of the house shortage. But if that does happen, you have zero cash flow. Whereas if you have a building that is 20 units and you have two units that are vacant, you still have positive cash flow. So that is one of the reasons why I have decided to scale and diversify in multifamily commercial assets. I don't have to worry about 100 roofs. If I have 100 single family homes, I have to worry about that one or two or three or four roofs, depending on how many units that I have in an apartment building. So it's easier to manage. Um, and I prefer commercial assets any day. If I had to do it all over again, it would be an apartment. So I, my handyman doesn't have to run around to 100 homes. He can just go to that one address and take care of business with that one or two roofs versus 100 roofs, right? So I really like the commercial asset. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think, you know, from an overall macro level, you know, risk is mitigated through larger assets for exactly what you're stating right there. When, you know, one person moves out of a hundred unit apartment building as opposed to one person or one family moving out of a single family property. 
um, you know, you're still making plenty of cash flow and covering your debt service and returns to investors with that hundred unit property and, and risk is just overall mitigated. Yeah, day. yeah. And I and I forgot to mention the cost segregation benefit in multifamily commercial. That is a big, <laughs> a big benefit that um, all investors can benefit, both general partners and limited partners. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Again, the tax benefits in, in general that come with real estate, just another amazing advantage that something like the stock market, you know, it, it, you don't have uh, depreciation or cost segregation with your stock, but you do in a hard asset like real estate uh, because yeah. of the IRS. But yeah, no, that's, those are great aspects. And yeah, I mean, I started much similar to you in student housing. I started small in college and then I've grown to larger mm-hmm. assets now. And I tell everybody that, you know, larger assets are the way to go. You know, everybody has their own journey and their own route, Um, you know, find the best path for you. But if I could do it all again, I would have been taking down apartment buildings back in college as opposed to two classes. Yeah. And And even if um, they, you know, some people might have a little bit of fear of man, a 20 unit building, a 50 unit building, you can even start off with a duplex or a triplex or a quad, just long as it's more than one unit, you know, don't start off in single family, start, you know, start off in a quad, a triplex, or a duplex. So there are many ways that you can invest in real estate. So don't be intimidated by an apartment building. Um, just start. That's the hardest part is just start. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. Take that leap. I, I agree. Uh, yeah. Jump out the door and fix your parachute on the way down. Maybe not do that. Love it. I'm just like using that analogy. (laughs) I skydive, so I love that analogy. (laughs) I love it. Sick. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. Getting ready to transition here towards the end, uh, Keisha. I love ending on like not so real estate related things just because we talk real estate the whole way. And I think your story is super special. And for the people who don't know, you're actually a bodybuilder as well, which is just incredible. I, I love that. I'm a huge gym person. I love fitness and eating healthy and um, and all that. So, you know, I'm really curious how this kind of came about and the impact that it's had on your own life and being a bodybuilder. This is, you're the first bodybuilder to ever come on Wealth Science, by the way. Oh, wow. I feel special, man. I'm honored. Sick. So yeah, I, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was in the military. And when I came back to Kuwait the second time in 2017, I was a little bit overweight. When I returned back to the States, I was working for the bureau at Quantico. And then I also opened up a bell bondsman business. So I was pretty stressed the heck out. I'll be honest. And because of that, I was on call 24 seven, Um, helping people get out of jail. I just love helping people, right? And I started, you know, eating fast food and just letting myself go. I'll be honest. I I put my health second and everyone else first. And I was eating out quite frequently. And so when I returned to Kuwait, I said, you know what? I have to get myself together. I need to hire a coach and invest in myself and lose this weight because I had high blood pressure and diabetes run into my family and I was just killing myself. You probably wouldn't even recognize me today, Jesse, if I looked that way. Um, and I posted it on my LinkedIn, but I had a mindset shift because that's where it starts, right? And so I lost about 30 to 40 pounds um, within that first year with my with my trainer. And so the next year, I fell in love with fitness. You know, I, I look at the gym as my happy place. It's some place where I can release all of my endorphins, my stress, my anxiety. If I'm depressed, 
you know, this is my, my safe place. And so when I go to the gym, I can just release and let it all go because everyone is stressed. You know, we all have emotions. You're going to be stressed out about something. You're going to worry about something. Um, we're, we're human. That's part of human nature. And so that next year in 2018, my, my coach said, Hey, do you want to do a uh, bodybuilding recreation show? And of course, at that time I was confident, right? I was depressed when I was overweight. I was stressed. And I said, yeah, why not? I'm, I'm proud of being, you know, of who I've become over this last year. You know, I've, I've grown physically, mentally, spiritually because of working out in the gym. It has truly impacted my life. And so I ended up competing as a bikini bodybuilder um, in Kuwait at, at the uh, MWR, which is like a recreation center. And I fell in love. And so I wanted more. I'm, I'm very competitive. And so that's how my journey started as a bodybuilder. So I competed again in the Philippines as, as a bikini as a bikini competitor. And then I competed again in Amsterdam. But this time I wanted to switch categories. So now I'm a figure bodybuilder. And so when I returned back to Kuwait, a gym has actually had actually reached out to me. And so I'm fully sponsored by the gym here in Kuwait and also meal prep company. So I truly love bodybuilding and it has helped me even in the commercial space. You know, it helps me stay disciplined. It helps me to stay motivated because being a bodybuilder, you have to be disciplined. I have to sleep 68 hours a night. I have to eat on time five times out of the day. I have to meal prep my food. I have to weigh my food. So it takes a lot to be a bodybuilder. It takes a lot of <laughs> discipline. Sometimes I don't feel like going into the gym, but I am motivated because I have a goal. You know, once you see your body transition and, and transform, that's going to push you to continue to get up out of bed in the morning, to go to your fasted cardio, to go lift when you don't feel like lifting heavy. Um, and yeah, so I train six days out of the week. I love it. Some days I don't feel like going, but remember the only bad workout is the one that you didn't do. So because of, you know, falling in love with fitness, I actually went back to school. Um, the military paid for it. So I got my associate, associate's degree in exercise science about two years ago. And then I got my bachelor's degree in exercise science. And I started another business two years ago called Kennedy Remedy Fitness. I have closed that business last year because I wanted to focus more on real estate because that's going to give me generational wealth. But it was an online fitness business. So I had clients in the States through an app. And then I also had clients here in Kuwait as well. So I say all of that to say this, I just truly love how fitness has impacted my life. And it has definitely helped me to have a growth mindset, which has allowed me to go from residential space to the commercial space. It all starts with mindset. You can be anything that you want to be, right? And so that's what I did with bodybuilding. I became a different woman because I had transitioned my mind. And once you have control of your mind, you can do anything. And so that's exactly what happened with the commercial space. Keisha, we could have a two-hour conversation just about this. We didn't even have to talk real estate because that is so amazing. And it just adds to like how awesome your story is. And like that's why I just wanted to talk this piece at the end because it's so inspiring in what you did. And 
you literally just made up your mind and, and committed to it. And now you're a sponsored, you know, bodybuilding athlete uh, in Kuwait, which yes. is incredible. That's, that's amazing. Yes. And, and just your point as well about the only workout, the only bad workout is one you don't do, you know, in my mind, I think of like this real estate journey or in my own fitness journey, you know, one day miss or one day, you know, taken off that, you know, you should take days off because relaxing and recovery is super important to the cycle. But, you know, one day off takes one day longer to meet your goal or to reach that journey. So I, I find that and it resonates, you know, with me. Um, Absolutely. You know, when looking back on it, or, you know, maybe someone listening right now, Keisha, who, you know, maybe isn't, you know, physically, you know, they want to get better on their physical journey and their fitness journey. And they just keep kind of putting off those goals or, Hey, I'll start, you know, next month or I'll start next year or, or whatever. I mean, those people that are stuck, you know, just getting through the door to begin that, you know, fitness journey. I mean, is there any, you know, maybe one or two things that you can highlight to kind of help them just get to that first step? Yes. I, you know, when I was training uh, clients, a lot of people feel intimidated when they go into the gym because a lot of people have never stepped foot into the gym, right? And so I always tell them, it, again, it starts with mindset. Stop comparing yourself to everyone in the gym, even in the commercial space, right? Stop comparing yourself. Your journey is going to be different than everyone else's journey. So go in there. Half the people that are in the gym, they're not even paying attention to what you're doing, right? It's just you thinking that everyone's looking at you and and it's, and they're not. So stop comparing yourself, go in the gym, go, go to a smaller gym. Um, the gyms here in Kuwait, they're all female gyms. So it's pretty easy for me to go in there and work out. It's because of the culture. Um, but yeah, you can, you can join a smaller gym. Um, I know Gold's Gym is a big popular gym in the state. So you have like Anytime Fitness or Planet Fitness, or you might find a, a local gym that, you know, fits your needs. Um, just start. That's that's the hardest part is just starting. And I always love to use progress pictures. So I have a coach and I have to send him weekly progress pictures. And I used to do the same thing with my clients. That's going to help them stay motivated. And so once you see that transformation of your body and you're tracking, so you know, you're weighing in every week, you're taping yourself, you are taking those pictures, you are tracking what you're eating. Once you see all of that and you see all the hard effort that you put in on a weekly basis, that's going to continue to make you grind hard, you know, wake up in the morning, drink your gallon of water. And also I suggest my fitness pal, if you're wondering how can I track my macros, they will help you track, you know, what you should and shouldn't be eating um, because that's, that's half of the battle right there is what you, what you put inside your body. You have to look at your body as like a temple. What you put inside your body is what you're going to represent. You are what you eat is a true statement. And that's how I was six years ago. I was showing exactly what I was eating. You know, McDonald's, I look like a, a Big Mac and I, and I felt like a Big Mac too. So yeah, don't compare yourself to others in the gym. Start today, progress pictures, do weekly weigh-ins and just start. That, that is the hardest part is just starting. Just even on the days that you don't feel like going, just go. And once you leave out, you'll feel 100% better because trust me, I don't feel like going to the gym six days out of the week, but I know I have a goal and I have a picture on my vision board of myself because it's the last picture of, the, of my last competition. I want to beat that old Keisha. I want to beat that old physique. So print a picture of someone that you want to, you know, to look like. And that can be your goal or print a picture of what you look like now and say, hey, I don't want to look like this person anymore. I don't want to be that person anymore. So just start 
And also I like to highlight that recovery is just as important as being active. So if you are out there, you know, lifting weights, or even if you don't know how to lift weights, get a trainer or get on YouTube. I'm always talking about free resources. Get on YouTube. It's so many resources out there, but recovery is just as important. I go once a week to get a sports massage. And in that sports massage, they are scraping my muscles. Uh, I get cupping therapy. I have my own Theragun Pro. I also have Normatec. Um, I also have my own cupping set and a massage table. So I believe in recovery, not only because I'm a bodybuilder, but because it goes back to your mental health. Your mental health is just as strong as your physical health, if not important, if not more, right? Um, so recovery is, is important. Just if you don't get a sports massage, try it once a month or once every other month, your body's going to feel amazing. You deserve it. Yeah, this is incredible. And I, I just love your aspect of not comparing yourself to others. And it, it doesn't matter if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or Keisha Kennedy, everyone started out benching the bar out at one point in their lives. And, and exactly. everybody started out at square one. So yeah, Keisha, it's, it's been amazing. Your story is incredible. Like it's going to add so much value to so many people out there. And I can't thank you enough for coming on today. Um, I, I want people to follow up with you after the show. If they're interested about sure. learning more about the investments that you're working on, your journey, they want to connect with you, Keisha. You know, what platforms can people uh, find you on? How can people get a hold of you after the after show? Yes. Yes. I'm really big on social media. That's what I use to educate as many people as possible, which is my why. So you can find me on LinkedIn. That's how I met Jesse. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Keisha Kennedy, K-E-I-S-H-I-A, last name Kennedy, like the president. I am also on Instagram. So Kennedy Remedy is the business page. On Facebook, it is Kennedy Remedy Investments. And I'm also, I also have a personal page on Facebook, Keisha Kennedy. And then I would like to leave your listeners with a guide. So a, a free guide, and it is the beginner's guide to investing as a limited partner. So maybe some of the aspects of being a limited partner intrigued you. And if so, this guide will be beneficial for you. And you can find that on my website, Kennedy Remedy, R-E-M-E-D-Y, investments with an S.com backslash guide. You can download it from there and feel free to reach out if you'd like to book a call with me. I love speaking to everyone about investing the same conversation that Jesse and I had today. So thank you again for this opportunity. Keisha, thank you. You're an amazing person. You're out there changing people's lives. You're helping educate people. You're helping people attain financial freedom. I wish we had more Keisha Kennedys in this world. Thank you so much for everything that you do. And like I said, your story is amazing. It's going to impact so many people. So thank you again for coming on. It was a great interview and, and you add, you know, priceless amount of value to my audience. So thank you again. Yes. Thank, thank you. And thank you for your service to this country as well. I forgot to say that earlier. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you, Keisha. I appreciate it. And best of luck on your next competition. No doubt you're going to crush it. Yes. Thank you. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Wealth Science Podcast. Take some time to subscribe and leave us a review. It really is the basis that helps us continue to bring on amazing guests each week. We have another incredible story to share next week, and I'm certain it's going to add value to this community. Please, Do not hesitate to reach out if there's anything I can do to help you in your journey of attaining financial freedom. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next week.